This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, my name is Daryl Ong and you're tuned in to Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. This week on the program, we're going to be joined by our new bowling world champion, 27-year-old national athlete Natasha Roslan, who recently made history winning her maiden singles world championship and individual goal at the IBF World Championships in Kuwait, where she defeated in the final compatriot Cindy Jane 2-1 in the best of three format. Her feat in the Middle East has ended Malaysia's 12-year title drought, which dates back to 2011. The last time a Malaysian was victorious at the championships in the singles was when Jacqueline Sijore won the women's singles gold medal in Hong Kong with, of course, Esther Chia winning it first way back in 2005. Natasha now becomes the third Malaysian woman to have captured the global championship, the second goal for her at the World Meet, having been part of the team that clinched the team goal in Las Vegas in 2017, a squad that included the legendary Dato Shalin Zulkifli. We welcome Natasha on the program and kickstarted the conversation by asking about that campaign in Kuwait. Uh, well, I did not expect it. Um, I did not expect the result because as it is very highly uh, competitive co- uh, competition. So there were so many top bowlers, mm. top players and professionals from other countries as well. But it's uh, our dream, my dream to win a world champ and yeah, I did it. Yeah. Take, take us through um, the level of competition at, uh, in Kuwait. You know, you ended up in the finals with your fellow com- mm. compatriot, uh, Malaysian Sin Lee Jane. Um, talk to us about uh, the whole tournament as a whole. Um, during the semi, I had more pressure uh, compared final during mm. because when you f- when you fight against your teammate is it is less pressure because confirm already one and two right a Malaysian, so right? a Malaysian so mm. so and then uh, during the semi I had a thumb injury mm. so it was hard for me to go uh, and then even my coach did ask me do you want to re- withdraw from the competition I said no I had I had a long day so I'm not gonna give up just like that and I had two more steps only two more mm, steps so mm. uh, whatever it is I still have to fight until the end mm. how's your thumb injury now is it in fully, it is getting better it's getting better but uh, during the national championship I took a long break mm. because uh, they told me to rest until it heals so uh, I can only bowl during the national three days before the final I see uh, I see. that's I see. why I ended up quite bad hmm. and, and you know you, uh, during the semi-finals against South Korea right mm-hmm. uh, you had the extent of the injury uh, I think most of your skin yes, was peeling yes. off and stuff yeah. like that um, physically you made it through and of course you won the crown mm-hmm. at the end of the day but mentally though um, especially when your coach told you okay uh, maybe you should redraw what was going through your mind at that time uh, the only thing that was going through my mind I really wanted to win for my country mm. and I really wanted to make my parents proud especially my mom because mm. she had she had gone through so much for me my, my dad also so I need to win something f- to make them proud and it's one of the tournament major tournament that I haven't um, I haven't win any one of major major tournament. The mm. last one it was 2016 during the uh, national. No, sorry, uh, World Youth. So this is one of the 
major elite tournament I mean, for me. Yeah. yeah, and congrats from the rest of us Malaysians. Thank eh? you so much. Finally yeah. have a world champion after so many years. But it's been quite a year for you, Natasha, mm-hmm. 2023. We're coming to a close soon. Uh, how you reflect on your tournaments you had this whole year? Um, I think 2023 is the best year for me because I won the world champ. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely the <laughs> That's highlight, the, right? <laughs> other than that, there's no other tournament for us. There's no Asian game for bullying. Yeah. So, uh, but... Uh, early this year, I won the Asian Championship, but not uh, I won single, mm. uh, silver for single. So after that, we didn't we did not have any tournament. We only open tournament and world championship. World Championship is one of the major mm. for us this mm. year for our KPI. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's safe to say you over exceeded yes. your KPI, <laughs> right? Um, let's talk a bit about uh, the national championships uh, mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you finished 15 out of 18, failing to bring that form from Kuwait. Uh, the title went to uh, the person you faced in the finals in Kuwait, Sin Lee Jane. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the competition here in Malaysia, you know, especially at the women's level. We, the four of us, the elite team, mm. we are we went for the professional women's bowling. So it's it's something like um, we fight almost every day. Yeah. We we see each other every day. So uh, we do have back, backup. We mm. call it backup, but now we call it as a one uh, podium, podium podium team. And we and I see that there's a few of them coming up. And after uh, Datuk Shalin and Sid, who um, said Datuk Afifa retired, uh, there's upcoming mm. bowlers that who can uh, join us soon, hopefully. And uh, we still have we they still they still need the exposure. So, and we hope that the four of us can help them go through and. Uh, make it to the next make level. Make it to the next mm, level, yeah. Definitely for good role models to have. Hopefully. Well, I want to talk a bit about uh, one of your closest friends, uh, your closest uh, uh, opponents uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the country, Cindy Jane. Uh, you guys were part of the women's team that won the World Crown in Las Vegas in 2017. Uh, she's still your partner at Team yes. Events. Uh, tell us a bit about your partnership with her and how you guys strive to push, push each other. Uh, well, we are quite close. Mm. During, uh, we are quite close training and off bowling mm. um, she is a very good teammate uh, and then I've won doubles uh, with her as well during yeah. the world games last year and other than that um, when it comes to com- uh, bowling we are very professional so we both want to win mm. Mm. so uh, like me definitely it Lee Jin wants to do like me I want to do well and Lee Jin as well want to do well so we keep on telling each other, telling ourselves to be the best no matter who our opponent is. Yeah. Mm. And that's a very interesting point you, you, you bring up because um, when you're playing bowling, it's not so much about what your opponent does. Yeah, right? It's about how you perform it's, yourself. It's between you, you and the lane and the pin. Yeah, mm-hmm. so how, 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 how much do you think or do you um, evaluate your opponent's game when it, when it comes to tournaments like this? Um. We do sometimes, mm, mm. but we still need to know who is our who's our opponent because whenever we bowl, um, like US, mm. Malaysia, so uh, but during the competition, it's just between it's more on the men- bowling is more on mental strength, mental game, so it's uh, it's more with you and the lane. The lane, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so mm. basically, but we still need to know who who is bowling 
either uh, who is bullying with you, who okay. is bullying after the, after this or something like that. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a bit, how, how different is it, say you're preparing against a Malaysian opponent, for example, versus an American opponent? Uh, is, is the preparation different at, at all when it comes to that? No, I don't think so. But... Um, maybe the pressure is a bit different. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. Um, a, a legendary name uh, in bowling uh, is ex-national team coach, uh, Holloway Chia. He's mm, yeah. uh, coach for quite a while. Um, tell us a little bit about, about him. You know, how did he nurture your game and bring you to you know, finally becoming a world champion? Uh, Sir Holloway was the one who supported me. Uh, I was 15 during that time, 15 mm. years old. Uh, and then when I start when I started to join the national team at the age of seventeen, he has been my coach even until he retired. His yep. whatever is it, whatever question I have to go through, I still go through t- uh, to him. And he was a great man and very dedicated. And I have all my respect to him. Yeah. Mm, how about your coach right now? Um, Bang, coach Bang Hang. We, we have three: Bang Hang, uh, Wendy Chai, and. Gerald Samuel. Mm. Uh, we are get. I. He's one of. He is trying his best to to be there. But right. uh, and but I've been with Sir Holloway for quite some times. But mm. now uh, we are getting closer. I mean with Sir Bang Hang and also uh, Wendy Chai. Mm. So uh, hopefully uh, he can. He could judge Sir Holloway to be the best. Uh, mm. to be the best head coach soon. Mm, hopefully so. Um, bringing it to, I guess, your biggest coach, your biggest support system, which is your mm. family, right? Uh, you got introduced to bowling by your mom. Uh, you practically grew up in the bowling alleys. You were there as a baby, even in the baby pram, right? <laughs> um, tell us some of your earliest memories of bowling. Yes, I grew up at the bowling alley. Uh, my mom was a teacher. And at the same time, she was active as a technical advisor like MSSM mm-hmm. so I followed her almost every, every time mm-hmm. uh, I I went to Sabah Sarawak so I think during that time my passion my passion during, uh, my passion towards bowling is when I follow my mom everywhere and then whenever I uh, I tengok orang strike I was like oh that is so interesting <laughs> so I think I want to try this sport so my mom um my mom said, okay, you can try, but you need to work hard and make sure you commit to whatever you are, you really want to do. Yeah. Mm, do you remember how young were you when you first picked up a ball? Eight. I was eight. eight yeah. okay. mm, and then um, I started to play for MSSM when I was 11. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, and then fast forward, you yeah, got into the forward. national team mm-hmm. at 17 years old. Yeah, correct. Really early on. Uh, do you remember your first uh, competitive tournament with Malaysia? You know, how was the experience like? Uh, my first tournament was in Germany. Germany, okay. Yeah, uh, together with the senior bowlers, including Datuk Shalin. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and one of the best memory I had with them was, um, I feel honored and proud to bowl with Datuk Shalin during that time, yeah. along uh, and then because she was my coach during my Sukmah year. Ah, wow, this that's is like the first <laughs> time I bowled with her as a teammate, not as a coach. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, how was she like as a coach? I mean, obviously a legendary name uh, in Malaysian bowling. And I spoke to her before uh, yeah. when she retired. Uh, she, she still uh, intern around the national team as, as an advisor and things like that? Uh, yeah, she, she is. And she's 
she's in the Majisuka Negara, mm-hmm. uh, and during the ne- during Sukma, she's very strict. Mm. So whenever you don't get strike or you don't spare, okay, you train until you spare, <laughs> and then until one o'clock. So yeah, mm. but. Because of her also, she is who I am now. Of course, yeah. of course, yeah. So whenever I have a problem, whatever I'm going through, I still go through to her whenever mm. I need to talk to someone, yeah. Mm. Who were your earliest uh, inspirations? Who were your idols both inside and outside of bowling? Mm, of course, Datuk Charlene and also Datuk Nicole David. Nicole David. Yeah. Mm, mm. I love how they, the passion they have towards our country and the the whenever they win something they always down to earth and um, how they give back to the country nah, that that's the thing that I would I would love to do that mm-hmm. and I think you're on, on the yeah. way there hopefully <laughs> um, uh, you founded ESM International which is a sports agency right mm-hmm. um, tell us a little bit about this and the different kind of projects that the company runs okay uh, ESM Internationally founded in 2015 specialized in sport management offering diverse array of service including sport consultancy, mm. sport investment and sport event planning, sport agency representation and sport marketing and sponsorship. Uh, ESM also serves as a representation for my friends uh, in the sports world, including me and also Siti Safia. Mm. Uh, they, also, um, they are also involved in various projects such as ESM Tennis Academy and also Pickleball, I think soon they are uh, launching. Yeah, mm. launching soon this December 2023. Mm. Mm. They approached me uh, through Instagram, oh, okay. and then I, then I told uh, I was talking to Siti Safia, and then we said like, no harm trying because there's uh, we talked to our manager mm. from bowling manager, and then uh, he said it's okay, just try. I mean, you don't have any other option, so. It's a. It's only a two years contract. So, uh, you. Uh, what is that? Belum try, belum tahu. No, open your horizon. Open, open, uh, uh, why, widen your uh, horizon. Widen your horizon. <laughs> uh, so widen your horizon. So at least there's more opportunity coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let you know instead of doing everything yourself, like ah, the yes. company. So you don't have to stress about other things. So mm. let someone do it for you. Mm. Focus. You can just focus mm-hmm, on your correct. game, right? Um, paint us a picture. You know. Um, do you have any plans uh, after bowling in, in that mm. sense after your career definitely you can go uh, definitely you can go play bowling until you're 50 plus right mm. but uh, bowling is one of the sport that you you still can bowl even though you're 40 50 because there's a few uh, no there's uh, professional bowlers in US uh, who, who is around who are around 40 50 okay. but they are but they are still Still good, and they represent their countries. So, mm. uh, so however, I need to have a clear my, a plan of what I want to do. Um, but first, I have to finish my degree. I'm still studying, mm. and other than that, we'll see what what other opportunities yeah. coming. Yeah, I think it's quite funny that question because I asked a world champion, a recent <laughs> world champion, what you're gonna do after bowling, right? But it's yeah. always good to have that that, that yeah. plan, right? But for now. 
still bowling. Mm, that's mm. great. That's great. Um, bowling, of course, uh, in Malaysia, a huge, huge sport. People play it recreationally. Mm. Uh, you guys train at uh, Sunway Mega Lanes, mm-hmm. which is uh, basically your second home. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> what do you think is the next step for the Malaysian scene to you know keep producing uh, this uh, the talent of bowling superstars? You think? Um, there are sports which I think a bit difficult for us, Malaysian, to win in an international arena. Okay. However, bowling is one of the sports that can help uh, the country. Perhaps uh, I think the government, KBS, should focus more on sports like bowling as we already got a world-class bowler. So we should have more local tournaments, school tournaments maybe, mm. uh, and so that we can develop more athletes, more bowler, upcoming bowlers, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bowling at the international mm. stage, recently squash was announced mm. yeah. uh, to be part of the 2028 LA Olympics. Um, obviously, we're hoping for bowling to Hopefully join one day. the party. Um, what's your initial reactions to this news, you know, and what needs to be done for bowling to get to the Olympics? Mm, I'm happy for squash uh, to be in the Olympic yeah. and I hope bowling will follow them one day uh, but I think uh, what's ne- what needs to be done is the asso- association all over the world uh, we need to support each other by reflecting government to promote bowling in Olympic mm, mm. Mm. Do, do you feel that more attention you know in terms of both spectators and also uh, people like us the media could put could, could, do you think that's a lack of attention on uh, bowling yeah. in Malaysia? Yeah, it is a bit uh, because we still need more media coverage and then we still need more people to know how bowling works. Because mm. whenever we say about bowling, they say, oh, it's just a game. You just throw nothing to me. But it's more on bowling. Is more, it's not only throwing the ball. It's more on mental game. It's more on like physical. So uh, I hope I hope by... I hope one day the media can cover all whatever whatever our journey, bowling journey, so mm. that uh, the outsiders would love to learn more about bowling and watch bowling so that we have a lot more mm. uh, spectacle. Mm. Yeah. I guess the stigma about bowling being a casual game, a mm-hmm. casual sport is, you know, you've been around the world you know, seeing different bowling scenes and stuff like that. I, guess, I think in Malaysia, most of the bowling alleys seem to be in shopping malls and yeah. stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do, you see, do you foresee that as one of the... Um, issues or problems? No, I don't no? think so because if you don't like, I mean, after you bowl, you can go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> if you stress about bowling, then you can go shopping. Well, maybe that's why people think it's a <laughs> It's an entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah more entertainment than sport, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. oh, uh, tell us a bit about your experiences, you know, uh, around in Europe, in the US. Um, how are their infrastructure of bowling like, you know, are they in malls as well or do they have... Depends. You know, yeah? There's a few in malls and uh, a few like just bowling early but mm. we do not have that in Malaysia mm. Mm, that's what do, do you think the scene could be helped if you have that kind of thing maybe <laughs> maybe a bit because mm. uh, all the attention will be only in the correct only in the yeah, bowling yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not no shopping outside. ah yes <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe, correct. yeah. Um, what advice you know people who are inspired by your recent win <laughs> aspiring bowlers who are hoping to reach a level what kind of advice would, would you give them as mm. a start Okay, my advice uh, is just a simple advice. If you have the passion and you love the sport, you go all out and go all out to be a world class bowler. You need to uh, you need to be 
determination you have you need to have a determination, determination. Uh, commitment and as well as hard working mm. yeah mm. last question natasha um, what are the rest of your plans for this year and then you beyond 2024 for this year i'm going korea next month uh, for the storm cup and uh, apart apart uh, apart from that uh, we are planning to go for the professional women's bowling association next year PWBA mm. so I would love to go there because uh, it is a good exposure to play along the professional bowlers in US yeah. right, Natasha thank you so much mm-hmm. for your time thank you so much that was a new bowling world champion Natasha Roslan as this week she's been joining us on the program after winning at the world championships in the Middle East and with that, we've come to the end of this week's program. If you'd like to revisit this interview, you can head over to our website real soon, www.bfm.my forward slash barnan for the podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch with the program, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. My name's Dara Ong and this has been Barnan, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week, only here on BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.